So I'm really glad that we are doing this on Zoom because I think China needs to hear a little bit about freedom. Yes, they do. So China, if you're listening, freedom. Welcome to InfoHorrors. We're your hosts. I'm Nat. And I'm, you almost forgot your name. I'm San. That's Nat. So today we are joined by someone extra special, Maxime Bernier. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm very pleased to be with you. That would be fun. Awesome. So before we get started, um, I just, we just want to thank you because actually if it wasn't for you, we never, we wouldn't have a podcast. We never would have met. We met actually, on election night in a bar in Toronto um, in support of our um, uh, PPC candidate, Robert Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so thank thanks. you. Thank you for our podcast. And you're now an honorary infohor. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so, Maxime Bernier, um, today we wanted to have you on the show to discuss a little more than just your policies. You established a reputation in the media pretty early on, but we don't feel your voters really know who you are beyond party leader and politician. We've both had really positive interactions with you in the past and feel not a lot of people really realize just how nice you are. Yeah. Um, so we are going to start the episode off with a light and easy question just to break the ice. Um, so what is your favorite movie? First, I must admit that I'm not watching a lot of the movies. Um, and, uh, but the one that I remember a long time ago was uh, Rocky One. And uh, why Rocky One and the, the boxer? Because yeah. Rocky was, um, you know, not the favorite. He was not supposed to win, working hard, doing everything to be at the top of his game and uh, work hard, train, have a vision. And I like, I, I really enjoyed that movie a long time ago, but I didn't like the two, three or four or five. The mm. first one yeah. was a very good movie. And it's a little bit, for me, it's a little bit the same thing with the People's Party of Canada. You know, we are working hard and we're not, uh, we're not uh, high in the pole right now. We are building something. And I believe that with time, we will be uh, successful. So yep. that's why I like, uh, I really enjoyed that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. That's my son and I actually watched that recently too. Yeah, everyone loves a good underdog story. Yeah, so for yeah. sure. Um, so Greta Thunberg recently tweeted her disdain for the G7 leaders uh, for celebrating with steak and lobster dinners and a jet show. So given your brief media backlash a couple years ago for calling her out, we just wanted to ask you, how do you like your steak cooked? <laughs> I like it medium, uh, you know, but I'm not, I'm not a steak guy. Uh, I won't, uh, you know, I will do a steak maybe uh, one every week. Uh, I prefer to uh, eat uh, beans and pasta and salad. But yes, when I'm having a steak, usually it's on barbecue. It would be medium, medium rare, 
So, um, and nice. I like also to put a lot of the spices uh, on my steaks, uh, <laughs> pepper and, uh, and so, but um, for me, it's a kind of a, a special day when I'm eating a steak. Uh, I prefer to, uh, during the week, to eat uh, beans and pasta and, and salad. And uh, I'm doing a lot of uh, smoothies also. My, my breakfast will be a green smoothies. Um, and I will drink that just after my run in the morning. And uh, so that's, uh, you know, I'm not so fancy, but I like to eat good food. Nice. It's always nice to know that there is not an elitist leading a party in 2021. So that's really nice to hear. A man of the people. Um, so now that we've broken the ice a little, let's talk about some of the criticism you faced in the media I mean, the media puts a lot of energy into slandering you and essentially kneecapping you politically. So how do you endure so much criticism? Do you have any sort of ways of coping? And do you have any advice for people hesitant to speak out because they may face some criticism? Yeah, first, I think you must always speak out. Uh, uh, speak to your friends, your family about what you believe. Don't be uh, scared of the media uh, don't be scared of the reaction from uh, <coughs> the other uh, the other person. Uh, first, yes, it can be tough when you're a politician uh, mm -hmm. to have uh, the media always on your back and not want to have a discussion about your policies, and they don't want to give us any uh, good coverage. I'm uh, I'm speaking about the mainstream national media, yeah. but uh, to manage my stress when I don't like something. Usually, I'll go for a run and, and relax a little bit. I like to do marathons, so I'm training on a regular basis. So uh, when I have a stressful day, uh, I will uh, do a run. And uh, if uh, I'm in Montreal, I will have a, a sauna after that. Uh, I like to have an infrared sauna. But when I'm traveling, I can run everywhere. So I, I like to run, and that's a way for me to manage my stress. But... You know, we are, that's a good thing right now that people are not only taking their news from the mainstream media, mm -hmm. they are taking their news also from the social media. The only challenge that, challenge that we are having there, it's, uh, it's um, the big tech and the big corporation, uh, the censorship over there, it's, it's more and more present on social media. Uh, that's something that we must fight, and I try to do that. You know, can you imagine that maybe you don't like him or you like him, but the former president of the United States, Mr. Trump, he's mm. not able to be on Facebook, on yeah. social media, yeah, uh, on Twitter. You know, he's not a terrorist. He's yeah. a politician. You like it or not, he may have the right to be there. Mm -hmm. And it's in, in 2021, I think people are looking at it like it's normal. It is not normal. Today it will be another day. It can be me. It can be you. So um, that's why I think it's important to speak about what we believe. Uh, and this party has been uh, founded on four principles and individual freedom, <laughs> personal responsibility, respect and fairness. Mm -hmm. We will respect everybody. But at the same time, we want to have our freedom back on social media. That's a big challenge. And the mainstream media, I'm doing my best to, um, to, uh, uh, when I have an interview there, but, uh, you know, it's always a kind of a aggressive interview. They don't like to hear uh, a conservative point of view. Mm -hmm. And we must admit that we are in a socialist era right now. 
So uh, that's uh, that's a little bit more difficult for us to be on the mainstream media. But uh, I'm looking forward for the next uh, general election, maybe this fall, and we'll take all the opportunities to speak about what we believe and promote our ideas. Very good. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So moving on, uh, you've been very vocal and honest about your convictions. And we know, given your political history, you fared well with uh, more fiscal conservatives. Mm -hmm. um, but your popularity of late, especially with the and the lockdown caucus, and even speaking out against cancel culture and things like that, you've been you've been more popular among social conservatives, especially in our opinion, a lot of women. Mm -hmm. um, so, what are your thoughts on the saying "Behind every successful man, there stands a woman"? And uh, would you like to give a shout out to your beautiful wife, Catherine? <laughs> First, uh, I won't say uh, I won't say beside. I, I'll say just on on the on my side. We are working together. Yeah. Uh, it can be tough for her a little bit because yeah. you know I'm traveling a lot, and she's she's working also full time in Montreal. But uh, it's important. She. Um, she shares for sure the same ideas and the same philosophy. Uh, so, and she she knows when I had a bad day, uh, you know, I will have a good discussion with her, and uh, and we'll go together for a little run and just to to relax a little bit. And also, she's always there to give me some advice, uh, her point of view, and I think it's important for me. Uh, she's uh, you know she's not deep into politics. But uh, she's following me, and um, and sometimes she, when I'm asking for a good advice, and I'm not sure about something, I'm not sure about something that I want to, to tweet or something that I want to say in a in a speech. Uh, we'll have a discussion, and I appreciate her point of view. That's helping me in my uh, political career, but also the fact that uh, being with her. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we just, uh, we will celebrate our third years of uh, being together uh, as an official couple. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, I'm with her for the last, I think, uh, 12 years. So it's, um, for me, uh, I, I was, I, I think personally, uh, it would have been more difficult to do what I'm doing without her. And uh, she's helping me in the very tough time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, very uh, happy that she's in my life. Yeah. Oh, yes. That is way too sweet. That is very adorable. Oh, that's great. So alternatively, on the other side of the gender coin, uh, do you have any thoughts on the state of masculinity in Canada? Just given, you know, a lot of our major Canadian politicians have kind of caved to the mob under pressure. They're not really rooted in truth. They pander and apologize. It's, it's just not very masculine what we're seeing. Can you speak to yeah. that a little bit more? So you're absolutely right about that. You know, I, I want to apologize for being white. I want to apologize for my ideas. Uh, that's not my kind, uh, you know, you, you have, you must have strong ideas. And, um, and for me, uh, I had a privilege to uh, have a couple of private discussion with Jordan Peterson and I really like what he's doing. And I think, uh, uh, what you said in the beginning when I was, uh, when I decided to jump into politics, um, in 2006, uh, it was all about the economy. You know, I'm a free market guy, a fiscal conservative, like you said. And, and that was uh, what I was um, uh, 
what, what, what I like in politics, it was the economy, and I was very well known, I was a minister. But now, you know, the, the most important is to be against the cancel culture and, and, and don't be afraid to, to, to be a Canadian, be proud to be a Canadian. You know, we, got, we will celebrate our uh, Canada Day, the 1st of July, and I'm, <laughs> it's very sad that some cities across the country decided not to celebrate Canada Day. Uh, because of these uh, woke and leftists, we must celebrate, we must be proud to be Canadians. Yeah. And uh, it's more and more important so, you know, I won't cave, I won't play that book, I won't, uh, you know, and maybe uh, I will be uh, criticized for that, but I prefer to be myself, to be honest with my ideas, with what I believe. And so it is now more and more important to be out there and to promote our values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just speaking on the frail state of leadership in Canada, and given our politicians are currently very drunk on power, why do you think the restrictions have varied province to province? I mean, for example, BC is governed by the NDP, and their restrictions have been a lot more lax than Ontario, which is run by an alleged conservative. So what do you think about that? You're absolutely right. And you can add Quebec on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Legault uh, is a kind of a conservative, uh, that's a kind of a conservative government uh, in Quebec. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Legault, and we can add also uh, Jason Kenney in Alberta, uh, Mr. Ford in Ontario, um, they're, they're supposed to be conservative government. And, and in fact, they don't act like a conservative government. And you're right. Uh, the best example is the NDP government uh, in BC. I was there and um, I was, you know, the the restrictions were not so hard than the one we had in Ontario with the stay-at-home, stay-at-home order in Quebec with the curfew. uh, We had that for a long time. We didn't have the right to go out there after 8 o'clock p.m. until 5 o'clock a.m. Uh, so, and, and all these uh, draconian restrictions, mm-hmm. uh, it's very difficult for me to explain. I'll give you an example of Jason Kinney. I know Jason Kinney per, uh, uh, personally. Uh, we were together. I was a conservative at that time. He was a conservative minister. We were, we were around the cabinet table together. Jason Kinney was a very good minister at that time under Harper, uh, a real uh, conservative, and, and we had a good discussion about values and policies. And so now, as the premier of Alberta, I don't recognize him. Uh, he is listening to the establishment, um, to the uh, medical establishment, um, and he doesn't want to have any discussion. You know, uh, in Alberta, I don't, I don't remember how many uh, pastors they, they arrested. Yeah. Uh, more than two, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Manitoba, as you know, I've been arrested there, and that's supposed to be uh, Mr. Pallister. It's supposed to be, he is a conservative, conservative uh, government. So I don't have, I, I, I really don't know. I don't have any, any ideas why they, they're worse than the uh, NDP government. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it was a big surprise. Legault in Quebec, same thing. Uh, he had a lot of support from the conservative and he was elected as a conservative, saying that he would balance the budget and respect people. But um, he did the same thing than uh, Ford and, uh, and Kelly. 
So I really cannot answer your question. I don't know why they were acting like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can count on me. I'm, uh, you know, we are the People's Party of Canada, the only real conservative party here in Canada. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I won't do any compromise with our ideas. That's what I believe. When I was in the private sector, I was also fighting for more freedom, less regulation, um, uh, respecting the Constitution. And uh, that's uh, that's part of our uh, funding principles. So we uh, we won't <laughs> do any compromise with what we believe. Uh, so that's bad. That's very bad. What uh, they did uh, these uh, premiers uh, in their provinces. Uh, but I wish I know. Mm -hmm. I can tell you. Uh, I can give you an answer to that. But I really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fair. It's fair. It's so confusing. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> very confusing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so is this me? Yep. Yeah. So uh, a majority of our audience are millennials, some of whom might lean more to the left or even to the center. Um, we want to know what you would say to them about the PPC platform specifically that um, that will benefit them more as opposed to what the establishment parties have to offer. Yeah. First, uh, you know, <clears throat> like I said before, I'm doing politics and we at the PPC are doing politics differently. When I'm saying that, you know, we don't do any polling, we don't do any survey uh, to know what you want to hear, and after that to repeat that to you and try to have your support. We don't try to pander to mm -hmm. every special interest group. Uh, we have a policy and we have a strong platform based on four principles, and and all our policies are in line and with these uh, principles. And so maybe it's not so popular to speak about something. But we believe when we speak openly with passion and with conviction, we'll be able to have more support. So for the, for, uh, the younger voters, uh, I'm, I'm asking them, I don't want to have your support and I, I won't try to have your support by your emotion like another politician. I want to speak to your uh, intelligence. And I want, I want you to take some time to go on our website, peoplespartyofcanada.ca, read our platform. And if you like that, I hope you'll support us. But we don't try to appeal to your emotions. We want to appeal to your intelligence, to your reason. And, uh, and sometimes we must inform the population and maybe educate the population. And I think, uh, millenniums will, uh, younger voters will like our platform on freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, now we cannot take our freedoms for granted anymore. Uh, we need to fight. And I know a lot of them are on social media. There's a bill that just passed uh, yesterday in the House, Bill mm -hmm. C-10. So if you're very popular on YouTube, you have a lot of viewers, you can be regulated by the CRTC. Bureaucrats will tell you what you want, what you must say or not. And... Um, you know, that's, we must not regulate internet. We must not regulate social media. That can have an impact. And we are the only uh, political party in Canada that is putting freedom in the center of our platform. Mm -hmm. And for us, it is not a slogan. It is not a buzzword. Yeah. Uh, when I'm speaking about individual freedom, it, it's, it's, it's the foundation of our party. So I think they will be attracted by our policy on for uh, more freedom on social media. They will be attracted also by our policy on uh, on the taxation policy mm -hmm. because you will have to pay for this huge deficit 
$350 billion and your taxes will go up. So we are fiscal responsible and we know that we want to give you more opportunity. And contrary to the establishment political parties, we believe in people. We have faith in you. We have faith that you have the ability, the dignity and the right to make your own decisions and determine your own destiny. So you are an individual responsible for your actions. If you do a good action, good for you. If you do something bad, you, you'll have to you'll have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. But I think people will appreciate that I'm, I'm telling them, and I, I, I don't want you know to uh, impose uh, more regulation from 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 you or more government control. I believe that you know better what is good for you than a politician in Ottawa or a bureaucrat in Ottawa. So that's the foundation of our party. If you believe in yourself, we are there to support you. Uh, so I think that's a huge difference. We don't believe in a big fat government in Ottawa that will tell you what to do on social media, that will tell you what to do in your day-to-day -day life. We, we believe in people, we have faith in people, we have faith in you, and we will give you all the support you need to be uh, uh, prosper, free and prosperous with, uh, uh, with our policies and, and I hope a day uh, I'll, be, um, I'll be in government and we'll be able to uh, put this, these uh, policies in practice. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm in politics for uh, midterm. I know that maybe after the next election, I won't be a prime minister, uh, but we uh, we will be there. We will be will be able to elect some of our candidates. And I'm telling you, you know, a vote for the PPC uh, in in the end, it's a vote for yourself. It's a vote for your values. It's a vote for you as an individual Canadians, and it's a vote for a, a more prosperous country because mm -hmm. we think that the country will be prosperous if people are, are are freer than they are right now. Well, I, I'm a millennial and you have my vote. So, <laughs> Yeah, and hopefully if we find out who our, uh, who the PPC candidate is in our writing soon. Yeah, in our writing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we, can, so we can go out yeah. and support them. Yeah, speaking about the PPC candidate, uh, actually for us right now, we are a process of uh, um, approving uh, our candidates and we have more than one on 145 candidates approved and ready for the next election. Wow. There's 338 ridings in this country. But I can tell you that we will have a candidate in your riding. We are starting in a week our second phase of uh, uh, selection for uh, the selection of our candidates. And our goal is to have all our candidates uh, before the beginning of September and would we'll be ready for an election. And that's important because we want to give you the opportunity to vote for the PPC. So we need a candidate in every riding and we'll have a candidate in every riding. So exciting. Yeah. Um, so just a couple of light questions before we let you go. Um, yeah. You've you've been the only party leader speaking out against the lockdowns in the past year and you've been going, uh, traveling extensively across Canada to speak out at these rallies and maybe even this Saturday we'll, we might see you in Niagara Falls. Um, yeah. Um, so what would you say might be the funniest or craziest, actually not the craziest, we know that with the craziest thing. Prison. Yeah. <laughs> if What's the funniest story about this past year that um, maybe no one's heard of? Yeah, something that happened to you that was like funny. Okay, let me think about that. Uh, uh, yes, I'm traveling across the country. Um, 
a funny one, a funny one. <laughs> but uh, you know, um, I was I was in BC and I was uh, supposed to to speak in the beginning, so. Uh, uh, that was, and we had a big rally over there. That was a kind of a freedom rally, and they they said to me, "Okay, Maxime, uh, you'll be the first uh, the first speaker." I said, "Okay, you know, you're in charge." So I started to speak, and just in in maybe after uh, five minutes, uh, the person in charge of that rally came to me and take the mic, and um, we had a, a, a protest just in front of us with uh, Antifa. No. And uh, and so and the Antifa was uh, throwing eggs at us. No, um, I, I didn't. I didn't receive any eggs. But uh, we, the, the 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 person in charge, took the the mic and had a discussion with Antifa. Uh, we tried to uh, to do because they they were very loud and it was very difficult for me to speak. And and uh, but that was a little bit funny because they were not aggressive. Uh, and uh, so it took maybe five or ten minutes, and they just did what they wanted to do to disturb us for five or ten minutes. And after that, they left, and I was able to uh, do my speech. But it was, I think, a kind because usually when you have Antifa, it can be it can be tough. But in Vancouver, I don't know, they were in a good mood, and their idea was just <laughs> to be do some noises and. Uh, uh, and they did that, but we were able to go on with our uh, event and our uh, calendar. That's crazy. Yeah. That's that's a lot milder and tamer than your Antifa run in in Mississauga. Oh, and in, in Hamilton, yeah, Hamilton, yeah. yeah. I, I went to um, when you were with Dave Rubin speaking in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. My husband and I went, and we we were there when the ninety year old woman was walking oh, wow. and was getting like harassed by. I mean, there were only like ten Antifa there at the time, but uh, absolutely. But that that was at that time there. Yeah, that was very aggressive. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the people that were in the BC at that time were not so aggressive. They were maybe only twenty five. Uh, they were making a lot of noises. But uh, that was it. But that was not the atmosphere that we had at that event over there. I, yeah, I remember they pro- that. They probably had better weed in, in Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shame. Um, so we do suspect that most of our listeners already know that you were bravely arrested in Manitoba for standing up for our charter rights. So thank you. Um, but what they really want to know and what we really want to know is what was prison like and did you happen to get an info whores tattoo in prison? <laughs> you know, like a heart with the with yeah. our podcast name on it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no for the tattoo, but, uh, okay. you know, uh, first of all, I was, uh, <clears throat> after when I received two tickets in the morning, uh, I was, and I'm doing that everywhere when I'm traveling across the country. And because you don't have the right to meet your people inside. So we are, we were doing uh, over there and also in other provinces, uh, meeting outside in a park with the uh, executive of our riding association. Uh, so I had that meeting with the executive of my riding association early morning at 10 o'clock. There were at about 15 people in the park. We had that discussion. So just after that, I have been arrested. And for first of all, because I didn't quarantine when I when I came to Manitoba. Mm-hmm. And second, because we were more than 5% in the park. And so I received these two tickets. And, and they told me, if you do your second event, 
and uh, and you're you you you're doing that event with your people, your political gathering. You have a risk to be a risk to to be arrested. And uh, at that time, I called my lawyer, and we had a discussion. And we said, Maxime, what you're doing, it's your right. It's uh, you, you, you you're 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 free. We are in a free country. You must be able to have a meeting in a park. So, but yes, if you are arrested, that's a risk. That would be your decision. And I decided to go ahead and do that event. And in that was a little village, uh, uh, Saint Pierre Joli, near uh, near uh, uh, Winnipeg, maybe an hour by car south of Winnipeg. A thousand people, a very little village. And I had a meeting with my uh, my uh, executive of my writing association. I think we were outside. You must saw the, the photo, five uh, person. Uh, and so after that. Uh, they arrested me, they handcuffed me, uh, they treated me like a criminal, and uh, and they put me in jail. So um, uh, I, I was handcuffed until being in that jail. And uh, when I, the jail, it's a very, it's like in a movie, you know, it's a small, maybe a seven feet by seven feet. Um, you have a toilet in the middle. <laughs> There's camera everywhere and a big light. Uh, and uh, and that's it. You have a kind of a bed, but but it's not a bed. It's uh, you know it's like a bench on a, in a park. It's very uh, very hard. And and I was alone in that cell. Uh, you don't have your your watch. You don't have your cellular. You don't have anything. Um, you don't know what time is it. Uh, they, and my lawyer told me, uh, Maxime, uh, uh, you must write my phone number on your arm. And that's what I did because oh. you don't have anything. And the only thing that you have the right to do is to call your lawyer if you don't have his phone number. So I, I wrote his phone number off my, on my arm. So, and I had the right to do two phone calls uh, to my lawyers. And so I, when I arrived at, and they, maybe an hour after that, they gave me the, uh, the right to call my lawyer. I did it uh, after that back in the cell. And um, I was asking, uh, I was asking a, a little bit to, to know what time is it, and they won't tell you that. Um, and uh, usually, my lawyer told me if you uh, ask to call your wife, they may you, they may give you that uh, that right uh, to call your wife. So after maybe around seven hours or something like that, you never know, you know. And there's no, you know, you cannot see. You, it's a cell. There's only a little window and uh, not and a little window that is inside, so you don't see outside. And um, so I asked, I asked them if I can call my wife, and uh, they said no, no, no. You don't have the right to call your wife. You have only two phone calls, like I told you. So that was. I tried to relax a little bit. I tried to think about other things, uh, but that was stressful. And we had an hearing uh, by a conference call with my lawyer, uh, the Crown uh, prosecutor, and also the judge. And so uh, they wanted me to, uh, to <clears throat> first of all, the, the, the Crown said, okay, you will have to pay a thousand bucks to be up there uh, for being sure that it will be back in Manitoba uh, July the 26th for my hearing. And also a lot of conditions, no right to use social media, I don't, a lot of conditions. So, and my lawyer said, we agree with a thousand bucks. 
but we don't agree with all these conditions. And so the judge um, uh, uh, decided that, okay, uh, Maxime will have to pay a thousand bucks and uh, no conditions. So I still have the right to use social media and, and things like that and to be able to free to speak about what I believe. And so that's why I signed that document. And uh, after uh, uh, maybe nine hours, uh, it was 11.30 at night. Uh, I was uh, <clears throat> handcuffed and arrested at 2 o'clock p.m. And uh, at 11.30 p.m. I was out. Mm -hmm. uh, but the police told me after that, you're free, but you must uh, leave uh, the province as soon as possible. Uh, we are following you. Uh, and, uh, and so that's why the early in the morning, I decided to uh, take the first flight for uh, Toronto and Montreal. And, um, and they did, we had a rally that Saturday at two o'clock. Uh, one of my candidates uh, was at the rally and delivered a speech. And so, but I'll be back in Manitoba um, and I will always fight for what I believe. We will win that case for sure. Mm -hmm. I'll yeah. be back July the 26th, but I'll try to be back before to do uh, all the events that I was supposed to do. Yeah. Wow. So, so answering your question about the jail, it's 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 uh, the light are very bright. It's uh, a, li a little uh, jail, like I said, seven feet by seven feet. Uh, you have nothing. Uh, there's a toilet in the middle. Uh, you don't have any water. Um, and uh, and I was alone, so I wasn't able to have a tattoo. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Prison tips from Maxime Bernier, only on Info Horrors. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> your lawyer's phone number on your arm, folks. <laughs> well, Maxime, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with a couple of Info Horrors. It's truly been our honor yes, to chat you with so you. Much. Yeah, and just to get to know you and understand a different side of you. Um, so with that, we were wondering if um, we, you had anything you wanted to end on, perhaps like a voice message to the world. Yeah, first of all, I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity. And that's always uh, fun to speak about not only politics, but other things. And I, that was uh, a great and a fun interview uh, with me. So thank you with you also. That was fun. Uh, first, uh, my, uh, my advice to everybody, you know, be yourself, fight for what you believe, have fun in life, be responsible. And, you know, if you want to change the world, First, like Jordan Peterson said, do your bed in the morning. And that's the first task that would be a yes. positive one and have some goals and try to achieve these goals. And I, you know, I, I believe in you. I believe in, in, in people. And uh, I think because of you, uh, our country would be a great country. It would be great again, like uh, Trump used to say, would be uh, freer and more prosperous. So do what you have to do, be responsible, be free, stay strong and free. Thanks. Love it. Thank you so much. So um, we were just hoping that before we end, you could say bye with us in unison on the count of three. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye, bye everybody. <laughs>